It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Doing It at Home podcast. As always, you can listen to the Doing It at Home podcast with your parents on demand app. So go check out your respective app store, whether it's iOS or an Android device, download the Parents on Demand app, and you can listen to our show as well as all the other shows on the network. And if you missed that or how you would look that up or get there, go to the link in today's show notes and you will see the link to Parents on Demand website and you can go from there. Okay, we have a really cool conversation interview today with Olivia Frell. Olivia is a birth and postpartum doula. And when we speak to her, she is very pregnant, preparing for the birth of her first child. But since this has since we had the recording, since we interviewed Olivia, she has welcomed her beautiful baby girl Tallulah into the world. So we will have to do a little check in and add on to what she has shared with us already. But it's a really cool conversation. We talk about her experience as a doula and how she's carrying that into her own personal experience now of preparing for motherhood and just how through her work, she's really passionate about educating others on pregnancy, childbirth, what your options and resources are, as well as, you know, these collective conversations to normalize birth and breastfeeding. So, Awesome conversation with Olivia. And like I said, shout out to her. Congratulations for the birth of baby Tallulah. And I will have links as to how you can get in touch with Olivia or learn more about her. Follow her on Instagram and you can see all of the oxytocin bliss that has been (laughs) the past few weeks for her. So here it is. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Olivia. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. How are you? Hi, I'm well. How are you doing today? Awesome. Yeah, we're fantastic. Super excited. We have so much common ground to jive on, whether it's babies and birth and podcasts and just all the things. So being alive. I was gonna say love and <laughs> <the> life. Things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're stoked to have you today and I just want to dig into everything. So yeah. thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah, I'm so excited that you guys asked me to be a part of it. I'm really excited to be here too. Cool. So let's talk about you, Olivia. First, mm-hmm. why don't you just introduce yourself a little bit and share a little bit of what about what you do and then we'll take a few steps back and kind of build up to what's brought you where you are currently. Okay. So I am a birth and postpartum doula uh, located about 20 minutes outside Boston. Um, But I've worked with um, families, whether it was a babysitter, a nanny, um, a teacher, I've worked with families pretty much since I was about 13 years old. Um, So when I made the decision to do my doula training, it kind of just seemed like the perfect segue. Um, I've always loved babies. I've always loved helping families. And I've seen so many of the... um, the different dynamic and transition changes once a new baby is brought into the world, whether it's their first baby, whether it's their second baby, their third baby, everything always changes. Um, and the main reason I got into dual work in the first place is biggest thing is I really want to help people. Um, and the other main reason is because um, I myself am now pregnant. And even before we were pregnant, I just started looking into trying to find resources for um, a more holistic approach to pregnancy, labor, birth, all the above. Um, Because I, my family is very medicalized, whereas I'm, I usually approach things more holistically. So I wanted to just find things for myself so I could educate myself um, and my husband as well. Um, And so I found that it was hard to find all of the options for or the more holistic options, I should say, for um, pregnancy, labor, and birth. It just seemed very medicalized, and this is just what you do, and this is how you do it, and it didn't really talk about things that just seemed more natural to me. Um, And for me, I just, I obviously wanted to know what all of my options were, and I feel like it was just very, just, this is how it is, sort of, um, viewpoint. So, that's what got me into the doula work. And now I am um, almost 38 weeks pregnant with our first. Um, so yeah, and I have two, two doggies at home. <laughs> they were our first babies and um, <laughs> my husband, Justin as well. <laughs> That's awesome. Beautiful family. Yeah. Yeah. So how is some of the um, things you've learned in your doula work and, and all of that, how's that translated into how you're preparing for your birth? So I'm honestly really glad that I did these doula trainings before, before we were having our own, um, because I just feel like it just opened my eyes to so, so much, whether, because I did the, um, I did the birth training first, um, 
just to learn more about the different, uh, the, excuse me, the stages of labor itself, um, but also pregnancy and taking care of yourself before, during, and after, and how important that is, whether it's taking care of yourself physically, mentally, nutritionally, um, that's also part of something that's really important to me. And I originally started out doing um, holistic health coaching and nutrition coaching um, and lifestyle coaching as well, Um, basically just to get yourself in a healthier place in general, let alone when you're carrying a, a, a baby. Um, it's so, it's so important. And I feel like we live in a society that's so just go, 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 go all the time that we often forget, okay, well, A, I need to take care of myself and B, now I'm growing another little life. And it's even more important um, to take care of both of those things. But I feel like the thing that I learned I don't know. There are a lot of things that I learned during these trainings, but yeah. a the, the importance of knowing the different stages of labor, um, and also knowing all of the things that people don't talk about that happen during pregnancy in labor or birth. And I feel like that's something that I would really love to bring light to is just people don't always talk about the, the bodily changes, the emotional changes that go that happen to you. And then you are trying to explain it to your partner or to your friends or your family. And they're just like, what? Because they've never mm-hmm. heard people talk about it. Um, like your body changes so, so much like, and your eating changes so much. And you think you have this idea in your head of what your pregnancy is going to be like. And it, can, it could be like that or it could be the complete opposite. Um, and for me, at least, I feel like my eating, like I really was like, okay, I'm going to follow this. I'm going to eat this every week, like eat, eat something new every week. That's good for the baby. And like when you are nauseous, like as all hell, yeah. that does not happen because you're just eating whatever you can to just make it through. Totally. Um, but yeah. And just, I feel like the biggest thing is just all the different changes that your body undergoes and also just the, um, the transition at home, even before you have a baby, like, the, diff- the dynamics of your relationships in general, whether it's with your partner or your family or your friends, um, that's that's very interesting to me. And it also, you kind of learn who um, who your people are, you know, who you can count on, not that they weren't there before, but just the people who are really, really there and are always going to be there. Yeah. Um, but I think for the trainings, at least, I feel like I just really enjoyed learning about the different stages of labor and then learning about all of the things that can happen during birth. Um, but I, I, the biggest part of it for me was just knowing that birth is unpredictable. First and foremost, you have no idea when the baby is going to come or when you're going to go into labor. Like you have no idea what any of that's going to be like and letting go of this, the planning, I guess. I don't think there's anything wrong with educating yourself, but like planning for a very specific birth, is only going to leave you disappointed in the end. Um, and I mean, a lot of people talk about having a birth plan. Um, I don't like to call them birth plans. I like to call them birth preferences or birth philosophies mm. um, because you're still educating yourself on what you would like to do. And if, if it is the ideal situation, then you can do that. And you never know. It could go, it could go exactly the way you want it, or it could be the complete opposite, but just letting go of having one very specific way that you think everything is going to go. Um, and I feel like just kind of going with the flow is something that I've really learned this year mm. in regards to 
all everything pregnancy related and life related and <laughs> too. Yeah. Um, yeah. All of that stuff is huge. It's all awesome. And yeah, it's I, been, it's been interesting. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. I mean, you know, you're, you're experiencing it right now. So it's, it's, you know, real time. And, um, one of the things that Sarah, you and I have had conversations about like the body changes and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with you know, like your abs and all those different things, babe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm curious, I guess for both of you, um, cause as a, you know, as, as a man and the partner, I don't have any, I don't really know what goes on and, and, and can't relate in that way. So, mm-hmm. um, Olivia and then Sarah, I'm just curious, what, what are some of the like physical body changes that you, Olivia, were like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that was going to happen that have yeah. just expanded your mind since uh, becoming pregnant? I'm curious. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the, one of the biggest things was modifying how I work out. Mm. Um, so at the beginning of my pregnancy, I had um, sciatic pain and it was I had had it in the past, but it just popped up and was really prevalent during the first trimester for some reason. And I was doing everything to try and get it to go away. I was going to yoga. I was going to um, a chiropractor. I was going and doing acupuncture. Um, and it just wasn't going away. Um, but for me, like, I really, I really like lifting. And um, like, actually, that was like during the time that you can do it is in the beginning, once you get further and further into your pregnancy that tell you not to lift as heavy and that sort of thing. So my, my workouts changed. Therefore, like my body is must like muscle tone wise has changed. Like my legs are nothing what they used to be like, um, which is, it's frustrating, but it's also like, like I said, like just letting go I and mean, being like, okay, this is just what it is. Um, but finding other ways to work out, like I definitely know that I could potentially have the, um, separation of the abdominal wall I could but I don't know and I won't know until the baby is born Hmm. um because one of my friends is a um pre and postnatal specialist on the core and so she was like well we can look at it but it only means that it might be so like the coning of your stomach um so so I might might have it but might not um also your body hair grows like astronomically fast which (laughs) might grow some people. (laughs) Um, I just don't enjoy being a hairy person. So that was new for me. Um, and also my nipples have been sore my entire pregnancy, like the whole, the whole time. And I think that was honestly one of the first signs that I knew I was pregnant because I was like, what is going on? Uh (laughs) It's literally like, even if like just changing or like you accidentally brush your nipple, it's just like, holy crap, what is that? Um, what else? Oh, I also have like a ton of broken capillaries that decided to pop up like all over my body, like really random places, some are on my face, some are on my hands, my arms. Um, and I didn't know that was a something that happens during pregnancy, but I guess because of all the hormones, mm-hmm. that's something that happens. And so what do you see? Do you see like, are there, are there red little splotches or things or like on yeah, the skin, under so the skin? Like, like, you know, if you're, if you're sick and you're throwing up, sorry, this is not the best <laughs> explanation, but some people, if they're like straining so hard, they can get those little red broken capillaries yeah, yeah. on like their face or their neck or wherever. Got it. It's like that. Yeah. Um, 
but they just like have popped up on my face. And I'm like, what is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like that. Go away. Could go away afterwards. I have no idea. Um, yeah, but I think those are like the biggest things too. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think, well, on obviously like your stomach is like, growing and expanding. Yeah. Um, which for me, I didn't show really until like, I want to say like just past six months. Like people had no idea that mm-hmm. I was pregnant unless I told them. Mm-hmm. I remember just being home with Justin and be like, lifting on my shirt, like, is it there yet? Do I have a bump yet? <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be like, mm, not yet, not just yet. Um, and then once you pop, it's just like, holy crap. And then you, you're looking down at your belly and you're like, how does it get any bigger than this? Mm. Like I'm at 30, I'm at 38 weeks now and I'm just like, holy crap. Like <laughs> That's amazing. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely interesting because mm-hmm. I'm the type of person that likes to be able to get up and do things on my own and very independent in that way and learning to be like, okay, I need some help up off the couch. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> something that's, that's new for me. So. Yeah. And like as a, as a partner, that's the type of thing that I'm, I expect and I'm used to like, you know, Sarah's belly got big or uh, you wanted yeah. your feet rubbed more mm. or Sounds like me. the back massages and <laughs> in your hips. Mm. But then there, there's, there's just a whole list of other things that are nuances. going on. The nuances. Yeah. Because there's so many changes happening. And for me, that was one of the more eye opening things of all the different changes. And it was actually through this podcast yeah. when we would talk to, um, you know, experts like yourself, Olivia, and we would learn, like, wow, this is, the hormones are, are, you know, going in and they're doing their thing and they're activating this and yeah. this is changing over here. And so that's why, you know, for me, all of this is education. It's all learning. And I'm, I am curious what, you know, like what, what you experienced, Livia. And then like, Sarah, can you remember one of the big body changes that you were thinking? I had no idea this was going to happen. There's a few. And what's funny is you, sorry, historically don't have the best memory ever. And then I have mom brain. So maybe between the two of us, we'll like semi-formulate a full remembering of it. Cause maybe there's something I was complaining about that you remember. Yeah, what was like one of the big ones <laughs> that I complained about? Not a complaint, but like the big change. You're like, wow, I didn't remember. I didn't think this was going to happen from how I saw birth on yeah, TV. F- something that happened that I was like, I just didn't think about this or know about this was uh, some discomfort in my hips which I know, mm-hmm. you know, makes kind of sense given what the experience of pregnancy is. But early on, I had trouble sleeping on my side to the point where my left hip would yes. go numb. Mm-hmm. And it was just very frustrating, like to start experiencing like that sleep, you know, your foot fell asleep feeling, but all through your hip. And it it impacted my sleep. And it was just it was just frustrating. And so it was one of those things that was like, why does this have to be happening? Yeah. You know, you know, I'm growing right. organs. Why do I have to be worried about, <laughs> you know, this thing happening? Um, but through chiropractic care, that certainly assisted and helped. Um, I guess something that happened that I didn't think I mean, hemorrhoids. I, uh, I was yeah. like, what is, what is this? I don't even think I really knew what hemorrhoids was until, and it was later on, which I'm grateful it wasn't the whole thing or anything. But as that popped up, I was like, what? I didn't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had to buy witch hazel and, uh, all that fun stuff, but that and, uh, changes to my body. Okay. So I know this is uh, the case for a lot of women, I kind of had a dual mindset around it. In one sense, I knew it was healthy for me to gain weight. And I would be thinking, 
okay, but I can stop there, right? Like, I don't have to gain more, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, like, I became conscious of the pounds as they were going up and was like, right. what does this mean? Like, so, and me even being a, a trainer and a lifestyle coach prior to pregnancy, it's like you have that awareness. And then also when it's happening to you, like, you could be like, yeah, but I'm just going to forget all of that for a minute. And I'm just going to be like, why is this <laughs> happening to me? You know, there, there was a little bit of that. So uh, I felt the, like, how much more am I going to gain? Yeah. What it, you know, so I, mm-hmm. I had that going on a little bit. And those are, those yeah. are some of the things that I can think of. I can relate to the, the sleeping thing. Cause mm. so in general, I'm, I'm a stomach sleeper. So oh. learning to sleep on my side or my back. And then once you're in your third trimester, they tell you not to sleep flat on your back has been so, so frustrating, yeah. but I'm also like, don't be frustrated. You're growing a life. Be yeah. grateful, you know? Yeah. Um, but at this point when you're this big, like my, I've been trying to sleep on my side, but my hips and my, my shoulder get really angry. And then if I sleep on my back, then my butt gets angry because I have no more muscle in my butt. And so it's just like very, very interesting. And I can relate too to the, to the weight gain because I, I wasn't really gaining a ton of weight in the beginning. Now towards the end, I've been gaining a little bit more and I'm just like, well, how much weight am I actually going to gain? Not, mm-hmm. and it's not like, it's just, a, it's just a thing, you know, it's just a number. Right. Bar society is so focused on numbers and how much weight did you gain during your pregnancy? Um, and everybody's so different. And now this, like you were just saying, like, as it's, it's gone up a couple pounds, I'm like, Oh, how much more am I going to gain? Like, what's it going to be like once she's here Mm -hmm. trying to lose that, you know? Mm -hmm. Is that a question you guys get? Like how much weight did you gain in your pregnancy? Yes. Really? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. People People talk about it all the time. And people who don't, have context for even what that means. And so by people who don't know, I guess that mainly pertains to men or people who haven't had a baby yet, but like they ask just to kind of ask and, but it's like, they are not taking that information and deducing anything really legitimate from that information. It's just a question to ask. Right. That's interesting. Um, we had, we interviewed last week, um, Ash Luna Mm -hmm. and, and uh, I wrote down some notes because she said something that really I connected with this idea of bouncing back to your pre-baby oh, yeah. body, mm-hmm. and and how like I know I've used some version of that expression, like getting back to your body. Yeah, and uh, and you know you, you both were talking about like the weight gain, and and you know both of you are are fit and active, uh, you know prior to becoming pregnant. And so one of the things I, I wrote down from my conversation with Ash was this idea that instead of bouncing back, it's just about evolving. Mm. And that oh, you I like that. Yeah, like your body is is evolving. So like, you have a different body post baby than you did pre baby. So the idea of bouncing back, it's not possible. It's that you're right. you've evolved. Right. You know, right. it's like the the caterpillar who became the butterfly. You can't go back to becoming a caterpillar. You're now a whole different <laughs> whole different you know uh just animal and so um the all you know, my my interest right now with the physical stuff is because i won't experience that yeah and right and so and i imagine there's listeners out there who are maybe earlier in their pregnancy than mm-hmm. you are olivia or not pregnant mm-hmm. yet or whatever and they may have no idea that any of the stuff 
is is potential, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so that's where my, because I, I know I've been dominating this conversation for like 20 minutes asking these questions, <laughs> yeah, but it's great. It, yeah, <laughs> no, just, it. I'm just really interested in it. And um, Olivia, I'm curious, how do you deal with the sleep stuff? What is your sleep um, uh, uh, regimen right now and, and, <laughs> and your equipment? How do you make it happen? Yeah. So before, before I explain that, what you just said, I, I wrote a post on this last week, like literally, I think on Friday, I posted it about people being obsessed with bouncing back Mm. once the baby's here. And I remember too, at the beginning of, I don't even know if I was pregnant yet or at the beginning, it might've been at the beginning of my pregnancy. And one of my friends was like, Oh, well, are you like, are you worried about, um, like how you'll, how you'll feel in your body or, about gaining weight and that sort of thing. And like you just said, like your, your body, it's not going to be the same. And it's not saying that in a negative way, but so many people view it as that because we have these celebrities who have personal trainers or have plastic surgeons who they have a baby. And then two weeks later, they look like they didn't even have a child. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's just, it's really frustrating. And that's one of the things that I was saying before is I love, when mamas and people in general just talk about like the realness of it, like, okay, yes, my body is not the same, but I grew a baby. I grew my baby and my baby's here now. And this is like, this is your new normal, you know? And that's not saying you can't get back to where you wanted to be physically, but it's going to be different. And I think there's just, there's a part of me. And then I wish like more people would just like, just like love on your body. Your body Mm -hmm. does, so much every single day, whether you are carrying a baby or whether you're not like your body is functioning every day for you without you even having to think about it. It's just doing things. And so I think just talking about how important it is to actually really like love your body and take care of yourself. And I'm not saying it's, there aren't going to be times where it's easy or, or difficult, excuse me. And you're like, well, I just look like shit today or I feel fat or whatever. Like everybody goes through that, but it's just kind of, learning to go with the ebb and flow of it in terms of how you feel about yourself because being able to grow a baby is pretty freaking special. So I just think that people need to be celebrating like, Hey, I had a baby, not like I had a baby. This is what the baby did to my body, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Cause you hear like baby wrecked my body. Yeah. You know, and there's just a lot of that stuff floating around and just the, the, you know, culture conversations and, uh, what what can yeah. partners do to support the loving of your body and the you know the idea of the evolution of of body rather than the whole bounce back? How can how can people yeah. who how, how can partners support that? Um, you know, it's funny. I was talking to Justin, my husband, about it, and I was like at the beginning before I had like a really big belly, and I was like, "You're just gonna have to tell me that I'm beautiful when I look like a whale or when I tell you I feel like a whale." He was like, of course, like, I think it's just having the, con- like opening up the conversation and being like, you know what, some days I'm going to feel huge and I just need you to like, just like hug me or hold me or tell me that I'm beautiful or, you know, um, but I think another thing too is really work, not like working with your partner, but doing things together to whether it's like to be active or to snuggle or to just make sure that you still like, yes, you are pregnant. You're going through pregnancy. It's very different, but just still having that, that intimacy, I guess, has been really important for me at least. But I'm also the kind of person who's like, that's really my thing. Like everybody has different love language, but like snuggling and hugs are like my thing. So 
for me, I feel like that's what it's been is just like making sure there's still that, that closeness. Mm-hmm. And that even though your belly is getting bigger and pushing you away from your husband as you're trying to hug him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like he's just been super supportive. And I mean, like I was saying, I'm the kind of person that's like on my feet most of the day. So that's, I feel like part of the reason why I feel pretty good in general. Um, but I like doing things together, whether it's like taking a walk at nighttime or in the morning or whenever you have time or just having that, that time together, I feel like, and just in talking about it, like if you feel like you need extra support or you just need a little bit something else, I feel like just even saying that so they're aware of it makes a big difference because if you don't tell, tell them how you're feeling, then they're not going to know. And then you'll have these expectations of them, of you wanting them to do X, Y, and Z and they're not doing them because you didn't tell them because they can't read your mind. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love it. Communication, space holding. (laughs) When in doubt, snuggle. Yeah. When in doubt, snuggle. Maybe snuggle snuggle from behind if the belly's getting in the way. Yeah. That's a good idea too. I like that. Little spoon. Um, (laughs) But you were asking about sleep. Sorry. I totally went off on the like rampage. Oh, right. Well, let's. Isn't that funny how that happened? Oh, you know what's funny, um, Olivia? Before we started, I said I want to have more of just like a a flow conversation with Olivia rather than a Q and A, and I feel like that's exactly what we've done. And so I'm about to steal your line, Sarah. But why don't we pause right here? Because I know you're about to say it. I was. Yeah, let's pause right here, and we'll take a quick (laughs) sponsor break, and then when we come back, let's pick up with the the uh, the sleep. Yeah, and how you make sleep work. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. So how do you make sleep work? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So initially, this this idea seemed a little extreme. I was like, "Can we just cut a hole in the mattress and I just put my stomach in it?" That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Justin didn't go for that. Obviously. Oh, come um, on! <laughs> I love it. Um, but so, like I was saying, for me, because um, I'm normally a stomach sleeper, I'm trying to think of when I really stopped sleeping on my stomach. Um, it might have been on the earlier side, even before I really had a bump, because my boobs were so sore. <laughs> so it was just it. not comfortable. Yeah. Um, and at that point I was just, I was learning to sleep on my side um, and or my back. I don't know. I'm just the most comfortable on my stomach and people think I'm insane, but um, so Justin bought me this massive like U shaped pillow mm-hmm. um, that you basically just 
you, the top of the or the bottom of the U is like where your head goes, I guess. And then the two like legs of it are around your body. Right. And so it's so big. And for the longest time, I didn't want to put it in the bed because I didn't want him to feel like he was being shoved out of the bed. Um, so I used a, like all the pillows that we had. Um, so I would put them like one underneath my belly and then I would put one in between my legs, like in between my knees. Um, and I usually only sleep with one pillow under my head, but now that I'm bigger, I have been using the U-shaped pillow. And now that they tell you that you should be propped up and not flat on your back, which I do notice a difference if I wake up and I am flat on my back, I'm like, oh my God, this is not comfortable at all. Mm. Um, because you can feel all the pressure, um, so I've been sleeping with the U-shaped pillow. I'm trying to figure out how to like actually explain it in a way that people can kind of see it in their heads. So we have the backboard or the headboard to our bed. Um, and I have two pillows there. And then I have the U-shaped pillow in front of that. So I'm kind of, I'm propped up with the two pillows behind it. <laughs> and then I have a smaller pillow for like the top of my head in case I need to like lean back. Um, and that's if I'm on my back. And then if I'm on my side, I take away the two pillows, like the regular pillows, and just use the U-shaped pillow. And then that goes into my legs, Mm -hmm. uh, in between my knees. And that's pretty much what I've been doing lately. (laughs) That's what we do. Um, Yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And then if if we're out on the couch, we have like the squishiest couch, and I love it so much. But it's really difficult to get up out of right now. Ah. (laughs) But um. But if I'm out here, I mean, it's generally fine because you can sit up and it's still super comfortable. So sometimes going into bed, I'm like, oh, I really just don't want to get into bed. I would rather just sleep on the couch. But I don't know if that would be a great option because mm-hmm. I've never really done it. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's been my sleep journey so far. It is a journey, isn't it? It's like something that you think would just be simple, like lay down and sleep when you have yeah. another right. human inside of you or multiple humans inside of you. It's not always that simple. <laughs> yeah you, you sleep with about oh go ahead sorry go ahead no 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 you go. i was gonna make a I dumb was... joke so you go <laughs> <laughs> um i was saying especially if they like to party at like one to four a.m yeah which is oh. typical all around. <laughs> that's the hour for them um i'm gonna go yep. out on a limb and guess what your stupid joke was gonna be matthew were you gonna joke that she has like more of a pillow setup than you do and that says a lot because you sleep with a million pillows. You were close. Was I was I? actually going to say, <laughs> Olivia, you have about half as many pillows as I do. Oh, so not even close. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Yeah. This is the pillow Good king one. in our house. <laughs> I would, I'd love to see your pillow set up. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's it's stupid. I have travel pillows that He's prop brought up in my normal couch pillow. pillows. He has, Cush- yeah, those, yeah, those headrest pillows that you wear on a plane. He has brought those into the bed. Oh my it is God. a mess. <laughs> My, my body. Ah, uh, your body. Your my body. neck. Okay. And my back. Olivia, my let's, body. let's move on. My feet sometimes. I want to okay. talk about... Are you done? <laughs> I want to talk about, you know, part of the work that you do is to mm-hmm. be there, right, as a source of information and a provider and kind of a perspective opener of options regarding pregnancy yeah. and childbirth. And one of the things that I find, and I feel like this comes up often for me whenever I talk birth with people or whatever, it's just that a lot of times people, families, women, don't even know what their options are. And so no. even if you decide on what you maybe thought in your mind you were 
always going to do, but you at least opened the door to see what else you can choose. And then maybe along that way, you become even a little bit more informed and a little bit more solid and confident in what you choose. Like that's a win, even if you went with what you originally thought you were going to go with. Um, So I, I guess my question around that is like, what can pregnant mamas or or trying to conceive or even non-moms looking at, you know, what their options are, what can you do or where can you start in terms of just looking at where your op- what your options are? Yeah. So one thing that I feel like this makes the biggest, one of the biggest differences in terms of how people think, um, whether it's pregnancy, labor, and or birth is going to be is based off of the um, experiences of the women that are close to them who've already had babies okay. or their own parents or their, even their grandparents. Yeah. Good point. Um, and I think that that starts it because if you, if you say you like for me, like me, for example, my, my dad's mom, um, she had five C-sections. She's never wow. had um, a natural childbirth. And granted, it was a long time ago that she gave birth, but at that time it was just like, if you had one C-section, yeah. then you just had all the C-sections. Yeah. Um, and so I learned that while, while being pregnant currently. Um, and I never knew, like, I never knew that, you know, like I didn't know that. And then my mom's mom also had two C-sections and then one, na- one um, that wasn't a C-section. But for me, like I was saying before, I am more of a holistic person, but generally like people, some people talk about C-sections, like it's just something that you go in and out of like, okay, yeah, just go, just you're, you go to sleep, you wake up, you have your baby, you go home, you know? Um, And this is where I really, really like, I, one of the reasons why I loved finding doing it at home is because I just think that there, it's so necessary to normalize childbirth. Mm. and have people not view it as a medical emergency because it's portrayed that way, whether it's Mm. not for everybody, obviously, but like on TV shows and in movies, they're like, okay, the water breaks, baby's coming. People are on the bed. She's pushing and the baby's there, you know, like that's not what every birth is. It's not what every birth is like. Um, So for me, trying to dig through and find resources was, was interesting, but I also knew that I wanted to try and do it more holistically. Um, but that's one of the things that I always want to provide my clients with is when we have our first initial meeting, um, I'll ask them and if they have a partner, I'll ask them both what they, they think of childbirth. If they're, if there are things that they're afraid of, if there are things that they're interested in, um, and, Part of it too depends on where they, if, if they're already pregnant or even if they're not, where they go to be taken care of, whether it's at a birth center or a naturopathic doctor or at a hospital, you're always going to get different information. Like your typical standard OB is not going to be like, yeah, you can move around during labor and we won't offer you pain meds at all and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's one of my biggest things is when I, when I ask people that, like, cause my role as a doula is to be there to provide 
information for them. Mm-hmm. I'm not there to, to judge what they want to do. Right. If they want, if they want to have a plan C section, then okay, that's what we'll spend our time talking about. Um, but if they're, if they're interested in, in other options and they're open to that and they ask for it, then I obviously will provide them with whatever information they're looking for. Um, because there are so many different ways that you can go about laboring and giving birth itself. And there are medical interventions that sometimes people really do need in order to have their baby. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes it is an emergency. A lot of the time it isn't, but it's made into emergency because of medical interventions. Mm -hmm. But then on the flip side, it's also like there could be that one client that you have that is, has been contracting, has been in labor for 18 hours, but her cervix just isn't dilating. And it's because they're tense or they're stressed or they're worried about something. And so they get an epidural and then they dilate fully within like two hours and then they push their baby out. So there are instances where having that medical intervention is the better option. But if you don't know about it or you don't discuss the possibility of that, then I feel like everybody loses, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Did that answer your question? Yes. I don't really know. I kind of went no, I, I think that's awesome. And also in the vein of, you know, options and resources are the big things that come up for me as far as, you know, what you look at and what you can choose as you're on this journey. And so there's an abundance of resources, right? There's a lot of ways yeah. you could go about certain things. Do you, what's your process or what would you recommend, you know, because you would have a process with your clients, but for those, you know, listening, how okay. can you kind of choose what resonates with you and what's like a good either, you know, medium, because there's lots of diff- ways to get your resources and or like what mm-hmm. kind of resources jive with you. So I'm just curious, based on your experience, what you see with your clients, like how to support in like what personality wise or whatever is going to work well for you. Yeah. Um, well, one thing that I do like to mention, because I feel like it's really important and not a lot, not everybody talks about it is that everybody learns, everyone has a different style of learning. Yeah. Um, so some people, they enjoy reading some, and some people are visual, so they want to watch videos. Some people are more auditory, so they want to listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. And so when I first started doing most of my research before I was trained to become a doula or even pregnant myself, um, I really, I mean, I'm visual. I feel like I'm kind of a combination of all of them. So I was looking for podcasts, which is how I found your podcast. Um, And then I was also looking for books, but I was trying to find books that were more holistic. Some people think it's like woo woo. I don't Hmm. um, (laughs) But finding, finding, finding the books that talked about um, like the actual progression of labor or, your birth options, um, books, books were the easiest for me. I feel like finding podcasts, it was podcasts and books first, Mm -hmm. but there are a ton of videos now too Mm -hmm. on childbirth in general, whether it's a cesarean section, whether it's a natural childbirth, whether it's a somewhat medically managed childbirth, there are tons of videos and some people that kind of, it may freak them out a little bit, but for other people, it can be really eye opening. Um, so I literally, I have so many books that I ended up buying because I'm just a bookworm. Um, but I'm trying to think of my favorite ones would probably be Ina Mae Gaskin's books, Mm. um, any of Penny Simkin's books, um, 
mama natural um, because I I was going for the more holistic stuff. But and I also really really liked anything that was evidence based Um, because if I am if I really do want to learn about something and learn about both the positives and or negatives or side effects or whatever. Um, I want it to le- be legitimate, like mm-hmm. an actual article with research and studies and proof. Um, so evidence-based birth was also really helpful for me. Um, they have an online platform and then they also have a, um, a podcast too. Um, so I, it really depends on your personality and your, yeah. le- and your learning style. I feel like, um, because for me, I'm a planner. So I always love to plan things, even though things don't always go as planned. Um, but just knowing that you have those resources, I feel like has been the biggest thing for me. So, I mean, I feel like it's, it's like a hard question because I feel like Mm -hmm. it depends on the person. Right. You know what I'm, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think what you said though is great. I think to look at what your learning style is will help dramatically in guiding you into what's next for you as far as what kind of content and then kind of how far you want to go into it. Right. And then even like what exactly to look for, because when you say you Google, like Google has so yeah. like so many things are thrown at you. Yeah. But if you're, if you figure out what exactly like your learning style and then what you want to learn more about, and you can use like keywords to try and find stuff like whatever you're looking for. I think that makes a difference instead of just having it be a very, um, like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like not a very, a, a very broad statement, like just mm. Googling, a Googling a broad question, you know, right. instead of something that's more specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. if you were to Google best pregnancy books, you're going to get all sorts of different right. stuff than if you Google yeah. something a bit more narrow, you yeah. know, throw the word right. natural in there or holistic in there. And and, and I also, right. I think this conversation about resources is great as well, because for me, in all the interviews that we've done and, and the conversations that Sarah and I have had, just having curiosity and the desire to seek information I have I've experienced as as being one of just like the most effective ingredients to finding the resources mm. that resonate with you. Yeah. Because yeah. if you just have that curiosity and, and you allow yourself to go down the rabbit holes and you know you jump from Amazon to finding some author and you look them up on Instagram and they mention another book and it brings you to a blog article and you finally arrive on something that resonates with you. It was that curiosity yeah that that drove you know that journey to get to the resource that you connect with so i think that is just such a huge part um because like both of you have said there's so much out there there's so much information out there that is gonna provide you know evidence and argument and everything for all sides and so just having that curiosity i've found has um is, is great for arriving at the resources that truly resonate with you and that's kind of what what we did and um i do think it's cool also olivia that we have this similarity in our stories of seeking out content and information not really finding exactly what you know like or or noticing opportunities Mm. and then you know creating podcasts or creating something to fill in those opportunities so you know yeah absolutely yeah like you've you've gone out and sought out great resources and have connected with them. And then you yourself are also going to be providing awesome resources for people to fill in some of the gaps that you saw. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. 
Right. And that's what I want to do at the end of the day is just be like, I might not know any, everything, but this person really knows a ton about this. So here's their information, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and like what you said, I don't even like, I really don't even know how I stumbled across it, but, um, this book birth without fear. Have you read that Mm -hmm. or heard of it? Yes. We have January. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember. I think I found, I must've some, must've been something on Instagram, um, but I ended up following her and reading her book and I feel like I really, really loved her book. And I think that's an awesome resource because it provides so much information, but also from different standpoints. So she would have information in, or, um, little segments in there from her, from her partner's point of view. Mm-hmm. And so like that can that's even cool. be helpful for somebody else's partner if they just want to read that little part. Yeah. Um, that was, that was really helpful for me, for me too. And, and like I was saying, I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of fear mongering in the birth space. Yeah. And so just having a resource that just talks about like all like everything or well most of it um and kind of trying to push away that fear because you're bringing in education. Mm. I think is so key and so important and can really help people kind of move past certain things that maybe their family has instilled in them or their friends or our society, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. having that, having those resources and that education to learn more so they can make their own decision, I think is really, is really key. Mm. We are right there with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And, <laughs> you know, in the spirit of podcasting, as you mentioned to Matthew, besides birthing a baby shortly here, Olivia, you have another project um, that you're yeah. birthing <laughs> and launching and putting out yes. into the world. Could you share just a little bit about that? Because um, we had an amazing conversation for that. So anyway, I'll let you we did. Let you say that. I'm that. so excited. Thank you for mentioning that. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the Healthy Balanced Birth and Beyond podcast will be launching July 15th. Um, and so it's basically what kind of based on what I was saying earlier, um, So I'm a doula, like we talked about, and also currently expecting my first. Um, And so I wanted it to be a space where you could bring in um, birthing people, their partners, um, midwives, other doulas, um, psychologists, whatever it may be, doctors, whoever, um, just to come into a space and be able to talk about all of the things that come along with trying to conceive your, like your journey to conceive Mm -hmm. being pregnant, labor, birth, postpartum, parenthood, everything. Um, and one of the other things that I haven't really touched on, um, during this podcast right now was just the, um, it's kind of more, not like a negative conversation, but just touching on the importance of maternal care. Um, for everybody and for having everyone having equal care um, and people actually listening to the, the birthing person. Because mm. um, one thing that I found throughout doing my research and working with clients and um, just reading really is just that the maternal mortality rate in the United States is ridiculously high for being such a developed country. Um, and that in itself is scary. And so I have, like I was saying, numerous, like mamas coming on, um, other doulas, 
I have a psychologist coming on to talk about that and to talk about how the importance of knowing your options and being able to, um, to stand up for yourself, really, you know, and advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like you're not being properly taken care of, or if you feel like you are in a space and you see someone who's not being properly taken care of the importance of speaking up because it's scary and it's real. And, um, that's just, that's also one thing that I'm super passionate about. So, um, I really want it to be a space where people can just learn. I Mm. want people to, to feel comfortable coming on and talking about the things that not everybody talks about because somebody coming on and talking about their journey, trying to conceive or their postpartum period or how hard their pregnancy was. Like there are other people who have gone through that. And if you, if you feel comfortable and open to sharing that, I'm sure that there will be more people who are realize a, they're not alone and B they want to come on and share their stories. So somebody else realizes they're not alone. Yeah. Um, I just really want it to be a space that's that people feel safe and comfortable talking about things and also a space where people can come to learn about whatever it may be. Um, and I even like, I would love to even open it up to, people once they start subscribing, if there are certain topics that they want to talk about or certain people that they want to hear talk. Yeah. Um, I would love to have people on the podcast based on that. Um, but you and I, Sarah had like a great, great conversation um, a few weeks ago and I'm super excited to launch that podcast. And we're going to have another episode where we talk, we dive even more into um, everything that you do. And honestly, sexuality as a mother is like one of the biggest things that like, I love that you talk about Mm. and I can't wait to talk about that on the podcast too. Heck Mm. yeah. Sexuality is a mother. (laughs) Sexuality (laughs) is a mother. Um, That'll be a great conversation. Yes. I'm so excited for that. And I'm just excited for all that you have going on, you know, all the creativity and life giving and bringing that's, that's going on. So we just wish you so much love and success and joy with all the things that are coming up. And, um, you know, we'll keep everyone posted and we'll include links in today's show notes on all the ways to connect with you, watch you, follow you, listen to you. And uh, we're just (laughs) so grateful that you graced us with your, with your energy. We are. And Olivia, if you don't mind, please um, just go ahead and share how people can follow you and uh, and keep up to date with all of your stuff. Sure. Um, well, thank you guys so much for having me on here. It makes me really, really happy. It makes my heart happy. Um, and thank you for giving shout outs to myself and my business and my upcoming podcast. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Healthy Balanced Birth. Um, that's probably the easiest way to to really keep up with me. Um, cool. I also do have healthy Um, but I post more on Instagram. Um, and then if you do want to email me, you can uh, email Olivia at healthy or gmail.com. Excuse me. Um, and yeah, or even just send me a message on Instagram. I'm open to that too. I've connected with tons of people that way as well. Awesome. There you have it. Thanks Olivia. Thank you. Thank you so much. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood.
Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.